0: Hello, everyone. My name is David Smith, and this is the Armchair Commentary. On this week's episode, it's Sport Sportparee. We're talking baseball. We're talking basketball. We're talking football. We're talking just about a little bit of everything. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Easiest way to make sure that you are getting our latest episodes as soon as they launch. And if you can do us the pleasure, please give us a follow at stevesteel23, at armchaircommon2 on Instagram and Twitter, at armchaircommentary on Instagram. And uh, we would love to engage with you. In fact, we've got something special coming up. So look forward to it. So without further ado, Sport Pari. We're back again. Uh, another week has passed. And uh, I'm going to start us off, Steve, with something uh, that is uh, brand new in our, uh, in our life. It's this thing called COVID-19. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And uh, apparently, it's been gripping the world for forever. And health experts have said that you shouldn't gather in large groups and you should practice social distancing. And the NFL said, nah, fuck that. We're bigger than that. We're better than that. We can do this without issues, and then lo and behold, the Tennessee Titans uh, have six or seven players with COVID and uh, a couple of personnel. Um, Are you surprised? Is this like the most obvious thing that was going to happen?
1: Yeah, yeah, this is exactly (laughs) what I expected to happen, and I can't wait till all the other teams start. The two other teams they played start testing positive as well. Like it's inevitable. Like you don't bubble. Like this is what's going to happen other leagues and now are talking about bringing back like fans to the games like you, you can't you just can't like i, I understand that like they're saying like they they saying it in a like a coded way of like you know we really just want you to like we want fans back cuz like, they deserve it and like you know they've waited so long but like, no reality is they want those ticket gates stubs, right like that's what that is oh yeah
0: the
1: Tennessee Titans are, I mean it's Tennessee it's, it, is yep. what it is I'm going to it. Um, but I'm pretty. They just canceled their game with the Steelers this week, so now the NFL has to play an extra game somewhere. You can't exactly play a doubleheader in football, so I don't really know how they're going to get around it. But yeah, no, they will be surprised when the the Vikings, who they played this week, this past week, will probably yep. have a bunch of positive tests as well, and like it's just going to spread like wildfire. But this is what happens when you put money over like public health, and I mean, this is America. This is what they do, and I get that. Like you know, these are young, healthy athletes, and they'll beat it, and they'll be fine. But they're not bubbling and they are spending time with their family. And the head coaches, you mean to tell me Andy Reid's going to survive a better of COVID? I made that joke two or three weeks ago. But I mean, really, do you really look at Andy Reid and be like, yeah, that's the guy that's going to beat COVID?
0: Well, and there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are involved on several levels of other teams. Like Tom Coughlin's involved in some, I forget where he is, but he's involved somewhere. And it's, um, you know, I don't know if he's the guy that you want to expose to COVID-19. Um, they are apparently giving up their bye week or they're prepared to give up their bye week.
1: They're getting a bye week now. They have to. They have, but yep. what about the Steelers? Do the Steelers have to give their bye week as well now? Like, Steelers yes. are guilty. Of it. It's not fair to them. Like, well, it's Steelers not,
0: but week. that's that's what Tomlin has come out and said. And that's what the league, um, anybody that play, that's plays any fantasy sport right now or any fantasy football will see that Steelers players are listed as on a bye.
1: Yeah, great. So what happens if another team gives it to them, you, you use your bye week? Like I know, I know I know one did it break more players' ribs trying to hide injuries, like get out of here, like, out of here. <laughs> uh it was
0: uh you know uh it was what it was Monday night had our um probably the best on paper matchup we were gonna have for a long time, and uh it was a route I know you haven't been um watching a ton of nFL football um uh, but I watched
1: I watched quite a bit, but I didn't watch any this weekend because uh, Video games.
0: Go ahead. Uh, that's fair um, you were preparing for something else that we're going to talk about later in the episode um, the Chiefs played the Ravens in what everyone hopes to be the new Brady Manning uh, connection but I'm going to tell you right now that Mahomes looked every bit of uh, MVP quarterback uh, aside from a guy named Russell Wilson
1: who was who's my early team. pick otherwise yes
0: Um, and, uh, Lamar Jackson did not look, I mean, he had a couple of plays where he showed exactly why, um, he's who he was, but, uh, he looked rough. Are you a believer in that this could be the replacement in the quarterback driven league for the like era of old Brady Manning kind of duels? I mean, the media loves to hype up these like great quarterback matches um, and I just don't see like a Tannehill and uh, Minshew as being the two guys that they're going to get behind. These are the these are the guys. So uh, I don't know. Do do you believe that? Do you believe that no. these are the like the replacements?
1: Lamar Jackson's in that league. No, I don't. I think Lamar Jackson has about another two three years max before things go off the rails and the athleticism starts declining. Mahomes could too. Uh, I mean, Mahomes' athleticism might decline, but he doesn't rely on his legs as much as Lamar Jackson does. I don't know, yeah. man. If you ask me, and this is just me, the closest we're going to get to Brady-Manning won't be in the same conference. It's, it's Wilson and Mahomes. Those two guys are such a cut above everybody else. Like, don't worry, Lamar Jackson might even – he actually kind of deserves his MVP last year, and he's a fantastic football player. He's a very good quarterback, and, like, he's exciting to watch but he's never going to be better or in the same realm. Like, you can, like, I know there's like the, t- the championship rings. That We've had it scum times. So you can make the arguments that there's things Tom Brady was better at than Peyton Manning, but, like, there's not a lot of things because you can make the argument in both directions other than championship wins, but I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to win the Super Bowl. So um, not that Peyton Manning overly deserved one. His his first one wasn't really no, but there's, there is something to be
0: said about Peyton and, and Brady because they, they, they footballed each other. They like, they really played the game, whether it was Belichick doing like Belichick Dungy or, um, you know, Manning Brady, whatever it was, there was gamesmanship involved there. And you felt like um, it was like someone was trying to like fool the other guy more. And I I, I genuinely
1: felt that. I always felt it was more Belichick versus Manning than Brady, Brady and Manning. I know it's like, let's be honest, like the two quarterbacks don't actually directly compete with one another. So correct. I actually felt like Bill Belichick and his defensive schemes against Peyton Manning's mind were like the main event, but people put Tom Brady in the role because he was the other team's quarterback and he was the All American, good looking boy, and he was a damn good quarterback. He's not much anymore, but he was always a damn good, one of the best ever quarterbacks. I I, I shit on him all the time, but I'm not gonna sit here and be like, no, he was trash, and he was this, and he was that. He was none of those things. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't great to begin. But I feel like we the media transplanted Brady over Belichick's sure. head. and I always felt that the real marquee was like Peyton Manning's adjustments at the line and everything else, and the gamesmanship between that and Belichick's mixed schemes and the way he would disguise blitzes and things of that nature. I felt that was the marquee matchup. I don't see any of that in Mahomes Jackson. Like I said, if we get a Chiefs Seahawks Super Bowl though,
0: yeah, I'm 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 here for that. I'm yeah, not lie. Be
1: here for that battle. Like I, I, I would be, both of those teams are scoring a ton of points. Like I, I, that love, is, um, I think that's back.
0: like a, that's an incredible uh, like potential matchup. Yeah. And uh, also, I, I, like it's unreal. Also, I the, want the, say, the, the, also. Go ahead.
1: I just want to say, it's also really exciting that the, are easily the three best quarterbacks in football right now, as far as we can tell, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and to a an lesser extent, even Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. They're all black quarterbacks, and when I was in my 20s, black quarterbacks got overlooked all the time. So I find that really interesting. even though he's not as good as he used to be. And Aaron Rodgers still exists. He seems to be just as good as he always was. But, like, I don't think I would take... And even Dak Prescott for that matter is still is coming along excellently. to the point where Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray's not there yet, but I expect him to be there sooner than later. I, I think in a year or two, he will be there. But yep. Um he's coming along and I think Deshaun Watson probably still is on, but hell Joe Burrow played well too. Like, they're, like they're Josh the Allen's
0: play. the biggest surprise for me so far. Who? That quarterback, Josh Allen for the Bills.
1: Yeah, that Bill feels pretty good though. Like, you know, like I, I know it's easy to like cast part on him and like be like, he's really good, he's excellent. But I, I said at the beginning when he got when he got some weapons, and like guys that could get open, like Josh Allen was gonna be better this year. Although, I mean he's
0: got he's got a thousand yards and ten TDs to one interception.
1: Yeah, man. am 71% kidding.
0: completion rating.
1: He's probably the second most entertaining quarterback to watch. Uh I, I would say Mahomes still holds that, although Russ might be in the mention too. But like I think Josh Allen is such a beautiful train wreck of football. Like and it sounds negative when I say train wreck, but I really do enjoy watching like the, the chaos that erupts from Josh Allen, the quarterback. So like I, I I love watching the Bills. I still think the Patriots are going to win that division. I think the Patriots will. I think Bill Belichick will seal up Josh Allen like you know with like a ziplock bag. That's me. Uh, but I also believe like Bill Belichick could seal up any offense like a ziplock bag. Except maybe that Kansas City Chiefs offense. But then again, he did that too. So I don't know, man. Uh, Josh Allen's great. Maybe he's going along. And you know, um, even Jared Goff's. pretty – I think Jared Goff's this generation's Philip Rivers. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. I think Jared Goff is, uh, but I think Jared Goff is overrated, to be honest with you. So is so Rivers. Philip Rivers is also overrated. Philip Rivers can throw the ball, so can Jared Goff. Josh Allen's uh, career p- completion percentage is like 58, and this year it's 71. If he's yeah, figured he was, out how to throw was, the was, ball was, to someone who can catch it, that be, that's a big help.
1: Remember two years, um, ago, three years ago when Ryan Fitzpatrick had like all world numbers for three, four weeks, and then he became Ryan Fitzpatrick again?
0: Yes, but that's Ryan Fitzpatrick every year. Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick every season has like three games where he's a must start in fantasy and you don't know when they're going to happen and you don't know who they're going to happen against, but they always happen. Like, Like clockwork, he shows up and everybody's like, he's finally done it, he's coming out. And then he goes back to throwing like four picks and smashing his head on someone to try to run a touchdown in. It's unreal. It's exactly what you expect from that guy. Yeah,
1: um, that's fair, but how many years of the, the Bills gone 3 and 0 and the wheels come off completely. I know this is a different Bills team. This is a good Bills team. Like I'm looking at the talent now. Like there's talent here. They're a good team. Yeah. But I've seen Bills teams start 3-4 and 0 before and have the brakes and the wheels just completely fall off and they skid down. I've seen Bills teams start 4 and 0 and finish like 6 and 10. I don't know how many times. So I mean, you got to remember they went 20 years without making like the playoffs for a reason. So yes. is Josh Allen the future quarterback in Buffalo? Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. I, 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 I'm I downplaying him. I want to I make it clear that I'm cheering for Josh Allen because I, I don't want him to go away. He's the single most exciting thing to watch because it's so chaotic whenever he's on the field. But yeah. I, I don't want to, like, anoint the Bills at 3-0, and the Kings. At, like, beating the Rams is impressive. Like, it, it was. Like, I didn't think they'd win that game. I think last week I said they were probably going to lose to the Rams. So kudos. Like, absolutely. Oh, it took some kind of helpful officiating, but, I mean – you got to give it to Buffalo. Buffalo's get the favorable call from official. You can't hold that against them, to be honest with you. So kudos to Buffalo for getting one for once. I don't know, man. Josh Allen, I, I, you know, if I'm gonna put, if I'm gonna put Jared Goff there, I'm gonna put Josh Allen there. I suppose it's only totally fair. So yeah, fine. Josh Allen makes the list. All this just to prove that Josh Allen's <laughs> like, cusp. I, I apologize. I, I just find Josh Allen fascinating. I think he's the most interesting thing in football.
0: Uh, You mentioned something uh, that I thought was interesting, and I'd love to get your take on it. Throughout um, a lot of sports, um, especially football and baseball, basketball doesn't count, and I don't think hockey counts in this case. Um, You talk about the offensive team being against each other. So they would talk about Brady and Manning. In pitching, we would talk about, you know, Kershaw and sale or whatever, who pick your two pitchers doesn't matter. The pitchers never face each other.
1: No, but the
0: Uh, the quarterbacks never face each other. Um, In basketball, it's different. Obviously, you know, there, there's like an actual element of one V one that, that can happen. Like LeBron can go against anyone and you can say it's that matchup. And in hockey, I feel like it's the same thing if you're talking about like, a, you know, this guy versus this guy. I'm wondering how you feel about like that offense versus offense when the ball is only being controlled by one side. Because the, the media loves this, like the pitching, like the pitchers against each other thing. I always find that fascinating because I'd rather hear about how they do against, you know, how does Chris Sale match up against Mookie Betts now that he's in L.A.? You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to hear about Dylan Cease getting beat by Matt Hunley or something. Shout out to the A's who beat the White Sox
1: today. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and also shout out to the Minnesota Twins who lost 18 consecutive playoff games. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel, I feel it's more applicable in baseball. Like I feel pitchers have such extraordinary control over how a game goes. Like sure. Pitchers, if two great pitchers are hitting their spots and like ringing it up, you got the bet. You could have a you could have the Yankees 1927 murderers row, they're still gonna lose. So, like, so here, here's how I view it if we'll use the Brady Manning thing again. So, back when Man- Brady racked up most of his wins against Manning in Indianapolis, it was more the, the Patriots defense stuffing the Colts than it was Tom Brady killing the Colts defense, if that makes sense. But yeah. If, you, of if, course. if you've been around long enough, you'll remember when they, the, the Colts got a first and goal to win a game and they got stuffed four times the goal line. Like, yep. I don't give Tom Brady a whole lot of credit for that. one. You know what I mean? When Ty Law picked uh, Peyton Manning off three times in an NFC championship game, I don't give Tom Brady a lot of credit for that one. That was just great play by Ty Law and really confusing and incredible scheming done by Bill Belichick. Although, it, it's, it's see what I'm saying? Like, in football, quarterback versus quarterback, so, hypothetically speaking, we'll take up we'll just we'll just do this. So, two of the greatest defenses of all time, right? We're, we're going to take the because we're younger, we'll use more modern defenses. But we'll say we take the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the 2000 Ravens. We'll just use these two. I, obviously, you want to sure. use the 85 Bears, but like not everyone is old enough to remember the 85 Bears. I've seen enough of them to know, but not everyone is. So, we're going to take the 2002 Bucks versus the 2000 Ravens. Right? Quarterback for both teams are what Brad Johnson and Trent Dilford? Yes. Does anyone talk about that quarterback matchup if that game happens? No, because the defense has controlled the game. Offenses will bring puts butts in seats, and offenses would drive people crazy and makes them so so happy. If people people right now, Raptors fans are like saying farewell to Marc Gasol, and a lot of people saying we don't need him anymore. He was bum this year, because blah, 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 blah. Like, he he did kind of lose it. He lost it this year, but like Marc Gasol's defense is a huge contributor to why we won a championship last year people are going to look at stat sheets and be like, well, Kawhi only, Kawhi only carried us in the Philly series. His numbers in the other two series went down. But it doesn't account for the fact that how incredible he played at both ends of the floor. Defense does not get the credit it deserves. And we're going to segue into it in a second when I'm talking about defense. But everyone loves to talk about offense. But generally, unless it's like, you know, Chiefs versus Seahawks or something like that. No, the Seahawks defense is getting pretty good again. Chiefs defense is still like yeah. four, but they're not very good. That's why I, that's a pretty telltale sign. Is that I think the Chiefs' offense is their best defense because Mahomes puts so much pressure on other teams' defenses and offenses to keep up that they fold and break under the pressure. I really believe that's what's so They I, absolutely I can, do. What what's that?
0: Yeah, I said they absolutely do. Mahomes' numbers when he was blitzed on Monday night were um, better than they were when he was had time in the pocket for some reason. Uh, and at one point, I think he was like nine for 11 with like 150 yards and a touchdown while he was being blitzed. Like, think about it. you're being blitzed. You're under pressure. And he's still nine for 11. He like he's he's still getting the job done and he's still getting the yards. So, yeah, it's um their defense is, is their offense. Their offense is everything. That's
1: their nuclear yeah. weapon. And if Lamar Jackson can only about 21 points against the Chiefs defense, I don't think he belongs. I guarantee you if there was another Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball, that game would have been 50-50. Literally 51-50 or something like that. It's, um, yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Did also put over Patrick Mahomes how great he is? That Ravens defense doesn't suck.
0: Fair. No, that's a fair point. I just, I wonder, the reason I asked the question is because I find in baseball um, that, of course, the pitcher has great influence over the game. And really puts the defense in a position to win. If the, if your pitcher is, if you got a a strikeout pitcher going someone who has a high K rate, then you're talking about guys, you know, not even getting an opportunity to get on base to score. If you're talking about someone who's a ground ball pitcher, a fly ball pitcher, um, you're asking your defense to do a lot more. And, and I think that a lot of the time the focus is on the like, so in in football, it's on the offensive guy, it's on the the, the general of the field, so to speak, in the quarterback. But I'm going to tell you that Teddy Bruschi and Ty Law and those guys were more instrumental in those championship wins. So was Adam Vinatieri, for that matter.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, Ty Law, Mike Rabel, Rabel,
0: yep.
1: Like there there's a lot of like I'm, the, the Patriots defense in the early 2000s is still gives me nightmares. Um, later, Will Fork as well. Um,
0: but that's what I'm saying. All those guys on the defense, those guys on the defensive end, did they what they the had Patriots. to do. But the credit, but the credit for the win goes to the offensive guys in
1: baseball. Yeah. The, it, first the credit rules go to the defense, and that's this media spin and like nonsense. And those Patriots defenses won those first three Super Bowls. Everything after that, your other three, I will definitely give to your offense without question. It's yeah, all your defenses were still really good. Your offense was the driving force behind them but the defense won the first three Super Bowls, not Tom Brady. But don't we know, Tom Brady Absolutely. was the quarterback for those three Super Bowls, so he gets credit for being there, but he was not the driving force behind those first three Super Bowls. He wasn't. He just wasn't. I he find it fascinating. I find it fascinating
0: that we've gotten away from um, being lovers of defense in football and hard hitting. Um, I understand that, you know, there's there's obviously the element of concussion. So, there's a safety element to it and nobody looks at a tackle and goes, man, that was a great looking tackle. Um, But if we're going to give like credit to like, I love watching um, great pass defense. I love watching uh, Gilmore run down the field, like not interfering with a guy enough to get a flag, but interfering his concentration enough and maybe getting a hand in last second to stop a guy and conversely looking at receivers making those kinds of catch under great, um, defense. I prefer to watch that over necessarily like, you know, a free run, like Tyler Lockett was wide open in the end zone several times. And I'm like, your defense is awful. If you're missing a player, Mm -hmm. you let a guy go completely. So I just wonder, you know, I guess, the the reason for the question is is do you think this comes bit down to the like to the butts and seats this is what we're all here yes. to see
1: yes. yes brady manning drew ratings and sold tickets and sold merchandise that narrative was highly profitable for the NFL and media outlets like espn abc cbs NBC, whatever you want to use wherever they played on all four networks so it makes sense mostly cbs that you'd want to spin that it's no different than like you know, pairing Connor McGregor with somebody to draw, sell tickets to the UFC or pairing Mike Tyson with another like quote unquote great. Although Mike Tyson never beat anybody great, but that's a side the point. Um, like it's just it's spin. It's all spin. And don't get me wrong. Tom Brady deserves to be on that billboard. You know what I mean? Like it's not that he didn't, but it's just offensive. You said it yourself. You love you love dingers in baseball. I dingers, love them. Yeah. Our offense saved baseball. Greg Maddox, Tom Glav and John Smoltz didn't save baseball with excellent pitching. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire saved baseball with steroids and baseball bats. Like, that was that's what happened. Like, offense is what makes people excited. When hockey was dying a slow, painful death in the early 2000s, it was the neutral zone trap and defenses smothering it and people finding it disinteresting to watch. The NFL opened up the passing rules to cause these numbers like Josh Allen going 24 for 33 for 311 yards and four touchdowns. Were like If Josh Allen had played in 1996, he probably would have went 11 for 25 with one touchdown and four interceptions. Football has changed to allow guys that aren't so great to look pretty good. It just shows you how bad guys are when they are bad. Because the game is yeah. now up that defenses aren't meant to stop offenses anymore. Truly great you'll never see a truly great defense win ever again. Because no matter how good a defense is in football, I think the 2015, 2016 Denver Broncos are probably the last time you're going to see a great defense win Super Bowl. Like, I really believe that. Like, that, that's the last time. Um, because football is designed as such where defense doesn't matter anymore because everyone knows they change the rules and they change the rules and they change the rules until – because people love offense. We love home runs. People love goals. Everyone in North America hates soccer slash football because there's not enough scoring and it's too dull. <laughs> offense is what drives it, so it, it, it extends to every, it permeates to every crevice of the narrative. It's it's all about offense. Like, even yeah. the running game has disappeared because of it. Like, the running game isn't exciting because they're only yapping off three, four yards a carry. It's not a, you now, a big run will still get people excited, but, like, it, it's not the same. Like, it, it, a 15 20 yard pass is so much more exciting to your average viewer than like you know a regular football But Like me, I pop for quarterback sacks and I pop for like you know you know good like stiff tackles up the middle or like you know a guy blowing up a blocker and getting to his man. Like I love that stuff. Like I loved the Rams Patriots like 2 years ago. I yeah. thought that Oh, was, I know. I thought that was some of the best football I'd seen in years in the gamemanship, but everyone hated it and called it boring and I'm like you am like,
0: I remember distinctly coming in the next day to work and asking you what you thought. And you told me specifically that you loved the game.
1: It's my favorite Patriot Super Bowl that they won. Uh, obviously the yeah. ones they lost are my favorites, but like that they won, that was my favorite game I ever watched. Like I was completely enthralled with how those two defenses went to war with each other. And it, yeah. like they didn't go head to head, but like the way they muzzled those two like pretty high powered offenses at that time. Like those were two good offenses. And a ten three Super Bowl, like oh, oh God, it was it was so good. There was so much, there was so much great tackling and so many so many great teams and the way they disguise blitzes and like the smoke screens and oh, I could go on about it for days. If that Super Bowl was on right now, I'd watch it. Like, I I because I'm so sick and tired of and I I put it over Patrick Mahomes endlessly like the the Chiefs Super Bowl last year where they you knew they weren't going to lose because they were only down by fourteen points going into the fourth quarter and you knew the options was going to catch fire. I don't. Mind seeing teams score a lot of points? I'm a Colts fan. I'm used to it. I I used to see it a lot. But my favorite Colts team of all time is the one in the Super Bowl. They won it because their defense stepped up because we got uh, Bob Sanders healthy and the defense stepped up and won. That's not going to happen over again. And uh, like the 2000, I mentioned the 2002 Bucks. I loved watching the 2002 Bucks just run up the score on the Raiders. Like the, the defense, the 2000 Ravens ran up the score on the Giants. Like those two defenses won those games. And that was thrilling. I like Marty ball. I like run the ball, good defense. That's my kind of football. Don't me wrong, I like passing as much as guy. i love Peyton Manning. But like Peyton Manning had Edger and James the first few years of his career and hand the ball off for a lot of that, right? Like I I don't love the modern NFL's 40, 50 passes. I remember Joe Burrow threw for 62 times the other day, like what, like a week yep. ago. Yep. I don't want to watch a game where a quarterback throws the ball 62 times. I just don't. Just like I don't like watching a lot of modern basketball where guys jack up 47 three pointers a game. But then again, <laughs> running the basket and dunking constantly uncontested, I would have a problem with that too. Like, I like watching good, solid chess match sports. Like, I like watching defenses set up. I like watching two, three zones in basketball. I love watching a three, uh, it's not as common, but I love watching a three, four defense in football. I always thought it was fascinating. Yeah. Three pass rushers, four linebackers. Generally, you would have to pick which, figure out which linebacker was coming on the blitz, right? Because you'd always blitz one, generally speaking. I love that yeah. stuff. I love diamond nickel coverages. Like I'm way more interested in that. So for me, this is extremely biased. But I, yeah, offense is what sells, and I get that because I'm a minority, and I get it because I know when. So you like, you me, would I you know, get
0: like, would you get jacked up about the '04 uh, NBA championship then?
1: Yeah, I love the 2004 NBA championship where they like they forced Kobe to take all the shots, and Kobe of course was all too willing to take all the shots and the cost of the series, and they just muzzled the Shaq. Yes, yeah, yeah, it great, it's amazing. I also really loved the 2005 NBA Finals when it was the Pistons versus the Spurs. And it was two great defenses going up against each other and each game was like 80-72. Well, that's it. what
0: I was about to say. There was there was only one time in the 04 NBA Finals where they went anyone went over 100 and they were and it was right at this uh game 5, I want to say. 187. <laughs> so yeah. Like yeah. We're not talking. We're not talking about a shoot 'em out. Uh, you know, Golden State putting up 140 points. Uh, I really love
1: old gritty basketball, but like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's there's a place for entertainment, and new basketball too. Like, there's entertaining aspects of what happens. Of the course, game. there is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'm, I'm being facetious here a bit. You know, know. i, I know what you're saying though, like, I, I love balanced sports. Like, we're gonna transition because I want to talk with the Blue Jays, but like, yeah. a good defensive team is just as exciting as any offensive team. I always felt horrible for years in the early 2000s of Ravens because they had these incredible defenses and Kyle Bowler would just kill them every year. <laughs> so, like, oh, Kyle Miller, I, mean, like the, oh. I, I don't want to say the corpse of Steve McNair because of how he died, but like when Steve McNair kind of had the salad fork sticking out of his back there coming on the end and like to say he was a little bit better than Kyle Bowler, but a whole lot better than Kyle Bowler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, my heart broke for guys like Ed Reed and Raylis. Now, mind you, they all got their, they got their flowers in 2012 and they got another the Super Bowl. Like Terrell Suggs and those dudes, but those guys were phenomenal. Chris McAllister too. Like those guys were great, and their primes got squandered by just god awful quarterbacks. You don't have to be an all time great quarterback, but if Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson won Super Bowl, yeah, ripping won a Super Bowl. You know, like just I I miss that stuff, man. You know, Stan Humphries once played in the Super Bowl. You know, Stan Humphries is nope. Especially I'm not going to
0: pretend here. I'm not going to okay. sit here and pretend.
1: Yeah. Who, who cares who Stan Humphries is? He was the quarterback for the San Diego Chargers He got blown up by the Niners the in '95. But like, team, the Chargers, of course, had a great defense. Unfortunately, they had no offense, and they were going up with Steve Young and you know Jerry Rice. And you know, even great defenses can fold under that pressure. Less a piece, you yep. say. member remember the '90, the, the quarterback or the the main captain of the defense of the '95 Chargers, '94 '95. Sorry, uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. 95. Either way. Let's talk about defense more, because I think it's more fun. And we got to talk about the Blue Jays and how far ahead of schedule they were, even though maybe it was only a 60-game season when they made it in the Hispanic format. It would be the reason they made it. But they definitely got bombed out because they couldn't play defense.
0: Well, I was about to say, you said that um, you were talking about good defenses. And I think that's a great point to, uh, to talk about, the Jays, because uh, unfortunately our Blue Jays, uh, went. The, they did the most Toronto thing they could do. Um, get our hopes up, make the playoffs, almost get into a position to not have to play the stupid Rays, like literally just one more win. And I think they would have ended up with Cleveland or someone else, Um, which isn't an easy matchup. That's not what I'm saying, but there's something about the Rays that always does in the Jays. And this time around um, it was untimely errors, uh, unfortunately, and some, questionable pitching decisions would you say i mean i i'm not i'm not a manager i'm not going to sit here and tell you that i know better than uh charlie montoyo but no i you think i know better than charlie montoyo yeah,
1: he he, i don't think he was meant to manage this team in the playoffs i think this guy was there to like you know steer the ship maybe help develop the young guys a little bit and then we replace him with somebody you know worthwhile when like the guys came of age the guys came up uh, Guys started, guys started to come to age a little quicker than we expected. And I think we were yeah. – I, I maintain we were I, – I expect this team to lose 100. If this was a full season, I would expect this team to lose 100 games this year. That's what I expected going into the year. Uh, what they gave me was far better than anything I expected. And I'm not mad at them they lost. I definitely think we need a manager. But I I think it was like, what, game three of the season where I took one look at Charlie Montoya? I think I told you. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Who is this guy? Like, how did we get something worse than John Gibbons? Like I I, I, did, I did that I'm not sure it was the quote, but it was somewhere along those lines. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, this is a nothing season, I'll just let it ride out. I'm not gonna get too upset about it. And then he took Dude out after four innings and was pitching a gem against the Rays and we lost three one in game one. I don't again, bad defense and stuff too led to that, but like the guy hit a two run home run. Was the guy hit the two run home run. I can't really say much there, but yeah, man. Um I think Vlad Guerrero needs to be moved to D H ASAP without do do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars. That guy is a uh Beached whale in the infield, and he's not hitting. You as think well. so? Yeah, well, maybe. so I was going to
0: ask you about that. I'm I'm wondering if the if the like layoff had a big effect on him in particular. Um, he has his kids, um, and I think he was probably not expecting to play. He was waiting. He was clearly not working out in game shape. And that's not a dig at his weight. That's just saying he didn't look game ready. Like Bulbachet looked game ready. When Bo Bichette showed up to start this 60-game season, Bo Bichette looked like he was ready to play. Flow and all.
1: He was ready. Bo has to work to be good at baseball. Vlad Guerrero fell of the uh, uterus good at baseball. And unfortunately for us, he's never had to work for anything in his life. And it's like, I'm, this sounds like I'm bagging on him. I like Vladdy. I have his jersey. I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he gets good. I hope he'll give up on him. All those things. But there's a difference. And I've talked about this numerous times in the show. Is like there's a lot of guys that fall out of the womb good naturally, genetically. And the guys that really – like all of them do, you going good pro, is the guys that work at it, they become excellent. And I don't know if Vlad has that work ethic. He has that great swing. But that's it. Yeah. Um, and as far as his game shape goes, man, this is a sport where like, you know, Pablo Sandoval won – like. Fully aware,
0: like we're talking about Bartolo Colon was, for some reason, a beloved figure. Mr. I have two families and domestic uh, abuse uh, allegations against me. But sure, we love the guy. Yes. Sorry, I I don't, I don't like Bartolo Colon, and everybody that's in love with Bartolo Colon really needs to do their research before they tell me how great Bartolo Colon is. I get it; he's fun and lovable, but he's also beat women and children, so he can fuck right I off.
1: Mean, didn't, didn't, not not a huge fan or detractor of Bartolo Colon actually. Don't really care. No he's been playing basically my whole life. But I didn't know all that about him. That's interesting. I mean, he's not yeah, the first.
0: There was a buried story when he played in Texas the first time. You can Google it. You, can, I'll let I'll let the audience Google it and figure it all out. But it's there if you want to read it. The info's there. The intel's there. He had a whole secret family thing going on, um, where he had a secret second family. Anyway, that's enough on Bartolo Colon. I've already given him enough of my airtime. Um, I think that Vladdy is um, an excellent hitter. I think that um, first base is probably his other position. His like. Hey, we need to we need to spell our first baseman a day. Can you play first base against you know the last place team that we're better than, and just don't screw it up too much. Just be cool, don't screw it up, and we'll take you out in the sixth inning or seventh inning when we're up and put a defensive replacement oh, in. Step one.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I I I think he should be the DH. Yeah, I, I think he's gone off defensively. And actually, I'm looking at ESPN.com. He's listed as a... He's listed as a designated hero on ESPN. So, well, it's
0: probably where he should stay, to be honest. I'm okay with that. I really I like the makeup of this team. There's a couple of guys that I'm like, I'm fine if they leave. I like Shaw, but we don't need him. You know what I mean? We don't really need him. He was, he was okay. Um... I guess
1: he, he could play my, for but you, like, you can't give a BGO Bichette. the uh, yeah. shit. It's kind of like the Leafs argument again, right? Like you got to hold on to all these young guys. But it's different in baseball. I don't know, I man. It, it was tough. It, it, it was a rough watch. Um, they produced a, t- a grand total of what, three runs in two games. Gave up yeah. 11 runs in two games. A horrendous defense. Committed all kinds of errors. But it's a young team and I got to watch them from the playoffs. I only had to wait four years being playoff threats this time around. That, that, was, that was great. Last uh, time I waited 22 years. So, all in all, I'm happy with the season and I don't want to bag on guys. If they're young. They probably, well, were, yeah. no way ready to be in the playoffs. So, like,
0: and yeah, what, what I was going to say is um, the fact that they were in the playoffs, even in the shortened season, uh, was a very positive sign. They did enough to make the playoffs, despite being one of the worst defensive teams um, in baseball right now.
1: Ah, oh my God, they were the worst defensive team in baseball. I that was any good anyway. I'm sure there was some really bad defensive teams somewhere in the National League that I didn't watch. Sure. But um, Yeah, I mean, no, man, I'm I'm really happy for them. I think it's great. I don't want to bag on them too much. I don't think Vladimir Guerrero can be an everyday infielder. Otherwise, I got like not uh T. Oscar, like lots of guys have lots of positive things to say about people are, like Ryu yeah. choked. I mean, I don't really feel like Ryu choked at all. Um, a, a really good team in Tampa. Um, the defense didn't do me favors. Uh, I don't yeah. want to bag my team, I thought he pitched really well this year. Um, the taking the starter in game one and four innings was a little bizarre. Um, that, Shoemaker the- was
0: Shoemaker was dealing, and I don't know why we all of a sudden decided that we needed to pull him, but we did.
1: I don't – yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It makes me mad. So <laughs> I'm probably not going to try to talk about it. Like, I didn't expect to win this series against Tampa. But when your manager cuts your balls off and just lets them fall through the sewer grate, uh, grates, it's, 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 not, it's yeah. not great. It's not great.
0: Um, Do you – so what What do you think about the manager's effect on a game? So a lot of people are meeting
1: Okay, right now, here's how I think about managers in baseball or any other sport. They very rarely win your games, but they sure as hell can lose your games.
0: Like, I feel like their their biggest impact is in is only in I mean their only impact is really in pitching. It's in the decisions on who to bring in.
1: I mean, but the guys like you know, you're batting lineup around and like constantly pinch hitting for matchups and stuff like that. You can get pretty goofy with it pretty fast. You learned that with John Gibbons. I don't know. I, I think there's only a few handful of head coaches and managers in sports that I think really truly really impact the outcomes of games. I think like guys like Joel Madden in baseball, guys like Terry Francona, uh, Tory back in the day, although he had loaded teams. Um, there's other guys too. I'm just I'm, I'm drawn to like Bobby Cox back in Atlanta was excellent. Uh, yep, Lou was really good in his day. Um, Sparky Anderson was another one. Uh, uh, Jim Laitz or no Jim? What was Leland, yeah, the guy that smoked like three packs a day and he dug it. I love that guy. Um, but I couldn't remember his name. I apologize. There's a lot of Jim Lays. Um, and in football, obviously, like there's Bill Belichick. And then there's Bill Belichick. And then there's three more Bill Belichicks. Um, I, don't, I, I can't think of another football head coach that's as good as Bill Belichick. Not, not even as good in the same realm. Uh, Andy Reid's pretty good. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of Bill Belichick's in football. Um, but you know, back in the day, there was like you know, there was Vince Lombardi and there was Bill Belichick. So, do you think that basketball and hockey have a bigger impact? I think hockey head coaches, as long as hockey uh, head coaches aren't like dicks like uh, Babcock, I think they can probably get away with it. Uh, basketball, um, basketball head coaching is huge, and you see that every year, unless you have like you know, what's going on in LA right now. Is Frank Vogel, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, like clearly LeBron's the head coach of that team. LeBron's the yes. head coach. So that's cool. But um, yeah, I like, know like the, the run of the Spurs wasn't all based on talent. Like you got to give Pop his, his credit. Pat Riley is super successful because he gets basketball I and mean, has got basketball for a very long time. That's why Pat Riley's on that list. Uh, Phil Jackson for a long time before the game of Groom was in that list. Uh, Red Auerbach, uh, Chuck Daly was a great head coach. Um, there's lots of great head coaches in basketball. Eric Spolster right now is phenomenal. Everyone thought he was just LeBron's lackey in Miami, but he's more than proven himself in the years. Nick Nurse, although he made some head-scratching decisions this year, still phenomenal head coach. I think basketball head coaching has a lot to do with his success. Uh, Steve Kerr, fantastic head coach as well. Uh, although, again, loaded with talent, still, you know, there's lots of teams that got loaded with talent that still sucked. Uh, Steve Kerr took those guys that – we're getting eliminated in the second round to a seventy three and nine win season, the championship, and the finals appearances back to back years before we got Kevin Durant. So Steve Kerr definitely should get him mentioned. But hockey, I don't know. If I can so name. The, Who's the, the great head coach in hockey right now, right now, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know if you could name one. This what is the problem. Matter? Hockey. I will. I will tell you this. Hockey head coaches are only as um, can only get do so much for you. Um, like, ultimately, ultimately. ultimately hockey comes down to your goaltending and defense before it comes down to your offense. If, you, oh, if, you're, you
1: Sorry, go ahead.
0: if your goalie is on um, and you've got a, a defenseman or two that can clear a puck, um, even the most like you're basically in charge of uh, line changes and matchups. And unless you're deciding that uh, like, and you're, you're only really feeling the game based on, um, how people are performing. So uh, I think that's more of a player's performing than a coach is doing something. And if I'm being frank, I think that hockey coaches don't even technically lose you games unless you're like, I don't, I don't know, unless you're like pulling the goalie with no for no reason. You don't usually see it. Although they will take um, like 95% of the blame uh, for how a team is doing. Uh, same thing with the gen- five, the other five percent is for the GM of the team, um, the construction of the team. You can only do with you can only do as much as you can with what you're given, um, and unlike basketball, um, there's like very few set plays. Um, I mean, there's a couple off of face offs, but if the other goalie is good, it doesn't really matter that you're shooting the puck 105 miles per hour. It doesn't matter, and I can say this because I've seen Shea Weber shoot the puck. Um, what looks like a speed that can rip through a bone uh, and still not put the puck in the net. So, yeah, this is
1: what it is. Still like Shea Weber
0: though. I love Shea Weber. Shout out to the Lightning for uh, not choking this year. Hey, oh, Jesus, I mm. mean,
1: that's a really good hockey team. Lightning team by the way.
0: It's a very know. good hockey team, and they choked last year. They choked so they choked. So bad. They they were eliminated. They were swept in the
1: first round. I don't think they choked at all. I think Columbus kind of Columbus was much better last year than they were this year. First and foremost, and second, like that that they weren't ready to go up against what they were going up against, in that like horrendous trap sports got going down there. So like I know I think they were underprepared for what they were about to go into more than they choked. It's hard to score three times in a game against that Columbus team. I know. I just watched it. It was a much less talented version that muzzled a Leafs team. So people can say what they want, but their goaltenders being great. Their goaltenders didn't have to make a whole lot of big saves because there was always someone there. Yeah. I'm like Toronto's defense, which was, at times didn't even bother getting on the ice for some of the Columbus' goals. the only one, but still. Everyone wants to blame for that. I, 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 I can't talk about it.
0: It's fine. Um, I want to get us out on this one last thing. Um, yeah. The NBA finals are underway. Yeah, um, it, yeah, and and we've got uh LeBron Aron and Anthony Davis and all the uh all the super duper stars there against the uh young guys I guess on the the Heat. Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero and at all Goran Dragic, I guess. Who do you uh who do you see coming out of this? Are you are you happy about this final?
1: Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with this final. It's, it's good enough for me. Uh, but yeah, no, gordon Dragic and Bam bio are hurt, so the Lakers are four. It's, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but it is. It is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't think Kenrick Nunn and uh, Tyler Hero are going to do it?
1: I, I believe they're going absolutely, but I just feel like the loss of Bam Adebayo is crippling. To it's me. big. It's huge. It's yeah. just crippling, and the Lakers are going to have. a three-lane to the basket over and over and over again. Bam Adebayo is the only thing stopping from and AD from just throwing it down their throats. They don't have to kick the ball to the lame-ass Danny Green anymore. They can just drive it down their th- down their throats over and over and over again. There's nothing they can do about it. So, plus, you know, the officiating's in to favor of LA. So, like, I love Jimmy Butler, and if anybody has the heart and the intestinal fortitude to pull this out, it's Jimmy. I am praying for him, even though I don't believe in any of that stuff. I, I, I can't wait, and I hope Miami wins, and the Lakers yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a feeling LeBron is going to add to his uh, his trophy case here. We'll see what happens uh, next year. I don't know how quick their turnaround is. The NHL is already doing their draft in, I think, like 10 days. I think it's the 10th of October they're doing their draft. Um, so they're turning around quickly. I don't know what the NBA is looking at for a turnaround, but uh, I was I was kind of pulling for the heat, I think. I uh it would have been nice to see uh, Celtics Lakers just because of the history. Um, but I'm okay with the Heat Lakers. We'll see what happens. It was it was fun to watch. It was a good game. For a bit. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um we don't have anything specific to dive into, so we're gonna let everybody go. Steve, where can the people at you if they uh disagree with your opinions on defense?
1: I mean, I feel like I'm gaining followers from either this or retweeting really cute animals. So I don't know. You can come at me at uh, Seal 23 uh, I'm not sensitive, so feel free to fire from the hip. Please be ready to back it up. And uh, at Instagram, you can follow me, Steve23. I'm not really posting every often. I'm just kind of sharing. I'm shit posting mostly on Instagram these days. Uh, So yeah, that's the two places you can find me. You want to find me on Facebook. You don't want to find me on Facebook. I wouldn't interact with you. People love to post dumb shit on Facebook, and then I just get frustrated, and then I respond as passively aggressively as I possibly can. You don't want to be part of that. So yeah, that's really funny.
0: <laughs> so at Steve Steel twenty three, you can find me at Armchair common two at Armchair Commentary. Um, if you are interested in uh, topics for the show or you want to hear something,
1: uh, let us, us know. Yeah, please give us ideas. Let, let us know. know.
0: We. Sorry. We love it. I was just gonna say we love getting we love hearing feedback. Let us know what you think of our episodes. If you want to be on the show, let us know. We're open to guests. Uh, we might have to have Justin back on soon.
1: Also, if you have um, questions that you want us to answer during the show, I would like that as well.
0: That would be fantastic. Why don't we uh, solicit next week for our next episode? Send us your questions. We'll do an ask us anything, uh, AMA style episode next week. If we get enough questions, uh, if not, we'll be rambling on about more sports. Thanks for listening guys. And that does it for this week's episode of the armchair commentary. If you haven't already, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, it's the easiest way again, to get the podcast, without having to worry about did they release a new episode another way you can find out we've released some new content is by following us on social media you can find myself at armchair commentary on instagram at armchair comment 2 on twitter you can find steve at stevesteel23 on either platform we love it when you guys engage with us let us know what you think uh, once again, if you're able to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash armchair commentary. Take a look at the tiers. See if there's something you can do. If you can't, no big deal. Uh, we appreciate anytime anyone shares episodes with their friends, leaves us a review on Apple Podcasts or any of those things. This is uh, how we make this podcast continue to grow and be the best podcast it can be. It has been an interesting world uh, of sports this week. And I can't wait to do it again next time. Thanks for listening.